Welcome back. It's the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. Jared Jesselitis with you here and popping on over to the Hammerhead Hotline. Writes for the Lafayette Journal and Courier. It's just an all-around good dude. I'd like to call him Mr. Wonderful. That's uh, Mike Carmen on the Hammerhead Hotline with us. Buddy, how are you? I'm fine. I'm not sure Mr. Wonderful fits, but <laughs> you, you can do what you want. Oh, my goodness. All right. So the, but the things we talk about right before we go on the air and then transfer trans right into like the things we want to talk about is, is always so much fun. But, you know, the, the, the main reason I wanted to talk to you here is yesterday a fantastic article. Uh, the Crossroads Classic is uh, it's, it's done. We get this year, we get Butler, and it's done. It doesn't seem like it's a secret at who wanted to keep doing this and who didn't want to keep doing this. This didn't come off as a surprise to Purdue at all, right? I mean, we no. consensus is coming. No, nothing like this comes as a surprise because, I mean, these these athletic directors talk all the time and get a gauge of where they're at and uh, what 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 they want to have happen for their future. So uh, it did, no one woke up on Monday or last week or whenever and said, you know what, we're going to drop out of the Crossroads Classic. It, it's a gradual thing that 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 happens uh as you try to line up schedules and you have new coaches come in and you know what what is going to be the philosophy of your program and all that kind of stuff yeah but, i mean it's no secret that notre dame and uh indiana wanted out to to look at maybe doing some other things or making sure that they have uh, enough of home games to help with their overall financial budget and you know, and Purdue and Butler wanted to continue it because it's a good event for them. It's a, it's a good uh, uh, neutral court game. Uh, you know, and Purdue needs a presence in Indianapolis every year, and it, it served that purpose. But, you know, nothing lasts forever. And, uh, and now Purdue's on the, on the lookout to try to, to put something else together. You know, hopefully a four-team event that, that has a spot in Indianapolis, at least on a, on a rotation basis, that would – you know, fill that void in the schedule. It kind of surprised me, and you hit on a couple of things here, that Indiana was, you know, hated this thing as much as they seemed to hate it because you talked about having the presence in Indianapolis, you know, and Purdue's just been doing a better and better job at recruiting down there. Uh, you talk about a neutral site game. It's not a neutral site game for Indiana. I mean, we, we know we know who those fans are on down there. Uh, we know that, you know, Indianapolis is largely – you know, Indiana country. So I guess I'm a little bit surprised with the, those two things in mind that they seem so eager to get out of this. Uh, do you think that, you know, obviously they're going to try to put something else together too. Um, I, I don't know. Are they overplaying their hand a little bit? Do you think they're going to put themselves in a better situation than what they were in with the Crossroads Classic? Well, um, if I were there, I hope so. Uh, because you don't leave this event and go back to playing Sam Houston State and some other people that that, that have shown up on their schedule. You got you got to remember they have a brand new coaching staff down there. They got a new AD. They have a new associate athletic director that oversees men's basketball and Thad Mata. So it'll be curious to see what their scheduling philosophy uh, will be. You know they they had an opportunity uh, several years ago to get in the Champions Classic. Uh, that was created, a uh, made-for-TV thing that had some of the elite programs in the country but couldn't do it because of the Crossroads Classic. Um, but would they have 
eventually jumped into that. You know, I, I, I don't know. Are they looking for something like that? You know, I, I can't say for sure. Uh, but it's curious to see what they do moving forward and what their philosophy will be with, with the scheduling. I mean, I, I can only speak from Purdue's standpoint because of I know what their scheduling philosophy is going to be. They, they want to put together an even maybe a more national, high-profile event. Because, I mean, the Crossroads Classic was, was really good, but it was a regional uh, event when you got right down to it because mm-hmm. they were all Indiana schools, even though uh, you have some national appeal there with Notre Dame and, and Indiana. But, you know, Purdue wants to branch out now a little bit farther and, and try to pull in, you know, you know, a mega type of event, you know, that can, can move across the country but also have a spot in Indianapolis. Is that the plan? Is that the direction you see them going in is where they're going to try to put together something similar to the Crossroads Classic? Or is this a, uh, they're going to go try to find an event to jump into or just really everything on the table at this point? Well, I think everything's on the table. I think their first preference is to somehow bring three other programs together uh, and, and, and get a four-team event similar to the Crossroads Classic. You would need a corporate sponsor. You would need three other schools that would want to do it and would be comfortable doing it. Uh, they would need to make a long-term commitment to it. Uh, but I think that's Purdue's first choice. You know, it may not happen immediately just based on what other, you know, teams are interested and what their scheduling situation looks like. So Purdue might have to play um, either a single opponent, you know, just a one-year deal with somebody or – start a home and home with somebody. Uh, but, you know, the hope is that if they have to do that, it's going to be, a, you know, somewhat of a recognizable program and a marquee opponent uh, to fill that void. Now, whether that would be in Indianapolis, whether that would be at Mackey Arena, you know, there's just a whole list of things that would have to be worked out for that to happen. But I, you know, as I said, their first preference is to, to kind of put together um, a marquee event uh, with some nationally recognizable programs that TV would want to broadcast uh, around that date and then make it work because, you know, Purdue has set itself up with the recruiting that Matt Painter has done to be, you know, part of the national conversation here for the foreseeable future. We're talking with Mike Carmen of the Lafayette Journal and Courier here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline, the demise of the uh, uh, Crossroads Classic, uh, unfortunately, for Purdue and, and what they're going to be doing moving forward. All right. Now that we uh, kind of covered that, I want to springboard a little bit into football. I mean, there's just so much going on right now, Mike, that uh, with, with the conference realignment and everything, too, that we kind of forget that, you know, we got football practice starting up uh, next week. Uh, so give me a couple of the things that you're looking for as uh, Purdue gets set to uh, start off uh, fall football uh, here in, uh, like I said, just a week out from August. What are the top things you're looking for once you get into practice? Well, first of all, I didn't forget there was football practice next week. So <laughs> <laughs> you might have, but I didn't. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a long list there, and uh, I guess the number one thing, which has been most of the off season, is just how will Purdue's defense look with uh, a bunch of new coaches and Jeff Brown being involved on that side of the ball? Will they play more aggressively? Um, will they be able to force some turnovers? Something they they didn't do last year. Uh, toward the end of the year, uh, you know, third down issues and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, what kind of depth do they have? And, you know, they've already 
suffered, you know, a couple of injuries that's going to affect some things defensively. But just how that unit looks with the new coaching staff. Um, and, you know, Purdue's not going to be like this great defensive team that's going to force an offense three and out every possession. They're going to give up some points. They're going to give up some yards. But can they get off the field uh, in key moments? And you've got a new – you've got a whole host of co-defensive coordinators – but, you know, the, the main, the play caller is Brad Lambert, who came from Marshall. Marshall was fantastic last year on defense. They ranked as one of the top defensive uh, units in the country in points per game and yards per game. Uh, how much of that can translate over to Purdue and in the Big Ten? You know, that that's going to be a big question. And then, you know, there's just always questions offensively. Who's going to play quarterback? Uh, can Purdue sustain or generate any kind of running game? Uh, because they haven't the last couple years. Uh, who else is going to get paired with David Bell and the receiving core, and how does that look? And then uh, the ongoing question every year is just, can the offensive line take a necessary step forward to, to really help generate a run game and protect who's ever the quarterback? Well, with the injuries that they continually su- seem to be sustaining, I mean, it's next to impossible for the offensive line to keep <laughs> taking a step because as soon as they get the experience, it's like, it's another back injury for somebody. It's it, I haven't seen I haven't seen injuries like that pile up in a unit since you know everybody started blowing out their ACLs at, at quarterback what like the eight ten years ago. It's just it's amazing to me when I read and I see hey look it's a, it's another O lineman dealing with back issues. It's it's amazing, yeah, Mike. Their 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 depth has taken a hit over the last year because they've lost I believe now four guys that uh, and still don't know for sure whether Sam Garvin will be able to play this year. I, I don't think uh, it, it's looking good, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think we know for sure yet. But it's it's eaten into their depth because I, th- I think at one time they had a pretty good stockpile of, uh, of depth on the offensive line. Now, uh, they, they need more talent there, and they've added, you know, a graduate transfer uh, in Tyler Witt from Western Kentucky, which mm-hmm. will help. But, you know, their depth is the – is the is the thing there and I you know it's not as good as it was probably a year ago but you know it's what it's what they're going to have to deal with right now and they're going to get Cam Craig back a guy that suffered an injury in his first in the first game last year uh and I I think he'll help either at either one of the tackle spots or or at guard Mike Carbon of Lafayette Journal and Courier make sure you read his stuff uh Get, get, get behind the paywall. Come on now. Get with the program. Read him. Read Sam. Uh, they do a, a great job. I don't know what goes on behind the paywall exactly. I just know I have access to it. Um, it's, a, it's a party every day. <laughs> I see those pictures Sam puts up on Twitter. It looks like a party in the office when I don't, there's I don't an office. What, I don't know what Sam's doing. So <laughs> you you got to have special access to get to Sam. Oh, geez. That's a whole other tier. There's a Sam tier I have to pay yeah. for. Okay. All right. <laughs> Mike Carmen Lafayette, Journal and Courier, buddy. Uh, it's great to talk with you. Football is uh, basically here. There's so much going on, man. I can't wait to catch up with you out at a practice and and uh, to see you again, man. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Uh, we ran out of time talking about the Bears, man. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Their season hasn't started yet. <laughs> this is, well, you know what? I have optimism for them this year. I really, really do, even though... You know, Aaron Rodgers has come back uh, bravely to to win the North and everything. I'm sure you were very happy about that press conference today. 
I didn't even I, I don't even know what he said, but I know that he's back. But you know, I'm always optimistic when this before the first snap, and then we'll see what kind of uh, <laughs> dreams are dashed after that. I love Mike Carmen, buddy. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it, man. Have a great day. All right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Take care, it. Mike. All right. We got a break. We'll come back. Let's get you the latest on the trade deadline rumors. Bryant, Rizzo, somebody else that we haven't even thought about, possibly. Uh, Javi, what's the latest? What are we hearing? I got the details. It's coming up next on the Hammer Down Show. 1017 The Hammer. What-